Thank you for wearing a hat. Just shout out to the tea hats. All right, what's up, what's up? This is episode number six, everyone. Welcome to the Tea with Abigail, Tea with Abby show, the tea, the truth about what it's like to be um, a creator, a founder, a female, um, an accelerator company, and all these amazing things here at Capital Factory. I have a super special guest this morning, Erin the Miller. (laughs) Aaron Miller, everybody, give it up, give it up. Welcome, cheers. Cheers, buddy. Welcome to Tea with Abby. This is coffee. It is. <laughs> Mine is also coffee. In the other episodes, I've had like multiple beverage cups, but today I'm just going with this stuff. Yeah. How, how are you? I'm great. I'm a little sleepy. 9.30 is a, a stretch for me. Oh, wow. My, my prime operating hours are between one and three. In the morning? Oh, no. Oh, in the afternoon. afternoon. Just one till three. Yeah. Those two golden hours. (laughs) (laughs) So much gets done. Why do you think that is? I I think it takes me a while to wake up. And then once 3.30 hits, I'm like, yo, let's go hang out and do something fun. It's the afternoon. (laughs) It's the afternoon. Time to go play. (laughs) I can relate um, definitely in... That right after lunch, there's a high, like hyper productivity and then a immediate crash. Yeah, I feel absolutely about 4 p.m. It's like nothing else today. We're lost no. as as it goes in this world. So before we get too far off that tangent, <laughs> um, someone once introduced. Uh, I like this phrase. What do you bill yourself as? So, you know. What do you bill yourself as? Aaron Miller, everybody. <laughs> Tell us who you are. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so what do I bill myself as? Well, you could start with you work here at Capital Factory. Okay, yeah, let's do okay, that. Okay, start from there and work to the metaphysical. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> here we go, everyone. All right, so I work here at Capital Factory. I am a programs coordinator, mm-hmm. which is pretty general, um, but... I started out working here doing memberships and then I got a little bit more into the media creation kind of things because I love making making content. Mm. So helped with making the podcast a thing. I also work in the emerging technology sector. So a lot of VR, AR, um, anything that is in the augmented form of reality. And uh, I also just work with a lot of the fun events here, like running the happy hours. And then um, any sort of the parties that happen, like Austin Startup Crawl. That was crazy. Yeah. Take, I I run point on on some of those fun factors there as well. And then when 3.30 p.m. hits and you leave here to go do fun stuff, what a, what does that mean for you? Yeah. So when I'm not working a job from I'm 1 like, to I 3. I do work from 9 to 5 <laughs> if my employers are listening. Hey, guys. Um, 
So in my my freeish time, I also I do a bunch of different things, but I would like to deem myself as a filmmaker. Mm. Um, so I, I run a production company. It's called Out There Productions, and uh, I basically make narrative films for people that aren't really represented in media. Mm. And we talk about different sorts of like social topics um, within the narrative films. So Sweet. yeah, that's what I like to do when it's not one to three. Yeah. Nine to five. It's a lot to fit in in two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the most recent um, project that you've put together without there? Ooh. <laughs> most recent would be uh, I just did a music video mm. um, with the band called School Friends. You can find them on Spotify. And they're, they released a song called Ligus. And um, I produced a music video that was basically about the director's vision was um, to highlight creatures that have been um, deemed insignificant. So it was a really fun shoot. There were like adopted dogs. There what? were horses. There were caterpillars. There was a fire dancer. <laughs> it was really cool. great. Um, but most recent shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you like making music videos? I love making music videos. Um, I love working with people that I like. Yeah. Um, the The goal is to do narrative film, but if a great song comes up, I'm like, let's let's go. Yeah, I just feel like um, yeah, music videos are such a fun little way to tell a super quick story, and you can like jump periods of time because it's a music video so like regular rules don't apply so you can be like in the future in the past in the present in the future um well that's fun yeah. so is in when you think about narrative films is there like a story pulling on your heart that you're hoping to create soon yeah um so my my current project that is in the works it's so so early in the works but it's in the works um, my That's brother, something. my brother's a writer, and amazing, uh, yeah, a little duo. He's he's the best. He is my biggest inspo, and his he writes a novel a year, and he's been doing it for seven years. Wow, right I believe this is his eighth year. Wow, and his first book that he wrote is a um, it's a novel called Thomas, and it's about twins, and it's about. Um, one of the brothers building a ladder to the moon and that is what I want to make my next film that sounds amazing it's gonna be good is the book fantastical is it based in reality like what does it feel like it's um I would call it like dark magical realism Mm. and uh takes place like present day uh, in the midwest um, but yeah, it's, it definitely has some magical elements to it. That's really cool. And it's a literal ladder. It's a metaphorical ladder. It's both. It's, it's a, it's a literal ladder. So, um, <laughs> yeah, he basically, cool. Thomas just scrounges up all of the lumber that he could find and builds this huge ladder to the moon. <laughs> so cool it's really great please make this yeah i mean we have a green screen room next door right and i feel like we could do we could do so much with that it feels that you can make something with like that could be a very minimal 
move uh, f- film to make, which is kind of always the best kind because, um, you know, no, there's no limitations. Like yeah. there's no roadblocks. It's just like, okay, go get the camera, get the people, find the place, yeah. make the thing. I think the big, my biggest blocker is just um, telling myself like, oh, I need all of these things. Right. But then you, I ha- constantly have to remind myself about all the resources that I do have and I can make so much with what I have. So I think it's just um, procrastination yeah. that sort of blocks me and I'm making excuses. Sure. And I'm like, well, I don't have all these things, but I actually, I do. You do. I know that. I think that's a trap, though, of creativity where you look at what other people are making. And you're like, well, I don't have things to make that. But like, that's not what you're supposed to make. You're supposed to, like you said, use what is available to you and take take what's right there in the front and, and and grab it and make something from that and that brings you to the next thing yeah. which might be closer to that new camera or that equipment or whatever it is that you keep saying like yeah i'll make it when i get the when i get a red but like red cam why would you wait to get a red when you have a canon yeah or something like that it's pretty good or even your phone man that's true yeah i know we were just chatting on tiktok and some people are making these like little 15 second micro movies and I really appreciate that about um, the time we're in right now. And I feel like it's never been a better time to be a creator, a female. There's one a demand for it. Um, people want to be consuming creativity. And two, there's just so many ways to do it right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So other than creating on your phone, creating with a camera, um, I often find a lot of artistic people and things like that dabble in lots of little things. Do you have any other hobbies, talents, skills? Oh, some dabbling things. Do dabble. Do crochet (laughs) or knit or something random. My mom knits. My mom mom is a great knitter. That's so sweet. Yeah, my my mom, her birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday, mom. She's a very talented lady. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, mom. (laughs) Joanne. Joanne? Joanne. My mother's name's Joanne. What? Really? You really? <laughs> and I call her Joanne. Joanne? I call my mom Chawane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't call her that to her face. <laughs> it's more of like a side thing. <laughs> this is one of those it's like side an inside things. joke of yourself. <laughs> Ma. Um, wow, she Joanne. Knits. Yeah, she, she didn't w- teach you to knit? She didn't. No, oh. it's her thing. That's um, cool. But she specializes in knitting these tiny hippos. <laughs> <laughs> what a specialty. It's so good. Um, I don't know if I have any pics, but she has a, an cool. Etsy shop. Oh, wow. It's called JoJo's Hippos. That's adorable. It's really good. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's great. And she's successful with these hippos. Yeah, People yeah. like are like, mm, I want a baby gift. He, somebody somebody bought one for their wedding like huh. as a table piece oh. they're really small they're like yay that's cute i'm into that yeah so i'll send you a link is that who you get your creativity from or do you have some um, on both sides of your family my, my family is like just pretty wholesome mm. uh, i think the creativity comes from just my brother and i um feeling safe Mm-hmm. Um, and we like to take a lot of risks. So my brother got really into rapping, uh-huh. and then from there, that's where the writing came from. Sure. And uh, 
yeah, things are just evolving. I think that's interesting that you said it comes from feeling safe mm-hmm. because that's something I think about a lot on why, like, why the heck do I have all these skills developed? Like, what circumstances were available to me, um, both literally where I grew up, where it was yeah. located, but also um, being surrounded by people who were like, yeah, get up on stage and go do that and we'll come and watch you and cheer you yeah. on. It's like... That feeling of, hey, yeah, this I could go big and people will be there to like catch you. Absolutely is a huge driver of creativity. Yeah. Like when did you start acting? Um, well, I started dancing when I was two and a half. I was like still in pull-ups and my mom was like, Whoa. I swear she's potty trained. And the teacher was like, I don't know about that. I'm not changing diapers. Yikes. Usually they don't come until they're three. But I was like... Very Let's much go. into that, and um, I think one of the earliest memories of creating something was we came back from Disney World. I was like f- five, I think, yeah. and um, I remember this vividly. My brother <laughs> was wearing a hula skirt, and I had put um, – do you know what a – it's the called the dicky. Do you know what a dicky is? No. It's a mock turtleneck with the sleeves cut off. It's just – it's like this – with no like, sleeves. Yeah, so it's just like a flap here in the neck. So you can wear it under sweaters and not get hot. Oh, I've never heard it's of called that. called a dicky. Yeah. Yep. Does that make you laugh? <laughs> it does. <laughs> but I was wearing a dicky yeah. and um, a hula skirt. Mm-hmm. And I performed this whole choreographed thing that I had done with my brother. And we used to put on these shows all the time. So really young. And that's nice. because, like, yeah, my parents were like, we'll sit down and watch this Yeah, very encouraging. Play. No Great. judgment. Maybe a little. They didn't say it. Tons of judgment. I was a little oh. bit of a um, control freak, though. So I was known to stop the show mid-show, mid-sentence, mid-song, and yeah. be like, that's not right. You're not where you're supposed to be. Mom, stop talking. <laughs> We're taking it back to the beginning. But, yeah, and again, though, being safe and, mm-hmm. and stuff. So the safety... Um, allowed you to get creative and explore creative profession, which is definitely no easy risk. Right. Um, talk to me about those first few projects, the first mm-hmm. few months of running out there. And oh, yeah. What did it feel like to get that going? And first of all, why did you go for it? Yeah. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of overlap with Out There and Blended Sense, um, which is really great. <laughs> Totally. Did you know we tried to start something called Out There? Yeah, that's what Albert told me. And then I was like, guys, we need to have beer or something. Yes. We need to talk Here about Here we this. are having the tea, talking about yeah. it. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> um, so I, I started Out There when I was in college. Uh, so I went to Syracuse University. I went to study advertising because I thought it was a good combo of like psychology and art. Mm. Um, and... I started getting interested in the entrepreneurship scene mm-hmm. on campus because those were the the people who were like they were studying but they were doing side stuff to make money and they had these crazy ideas to change the world and I was like I'd like to hang out with those people. Was there like a entrepreneurship club or something like kind that? Kind of. It was called Idea. It was like the innovative and disruptive in disruptive <laughs> entrepreneurship accelerator cool yeah it was like idea <laughs> and the people were fun yeah. i loved them um 
they were super motivated and they were just like cheerleaders for these innovators. And I was like, I don't have an idea right now, but I love being enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm gonna hang out with y'all. Um, and then as part of my advertising degree, I had to take like this multimedia storytelling class and we've learned how to do basically like baseline media productions, uh -huh. so, like podcasts, videos, nonfiction, fiction, um, kind of stuff. And we started making making movies. And I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, I can make these promotional like explainer videos on these companies so that they can like visually explain what they're doing to mm -hmm. investors, to like their customers, that kind of stuff. Right. And they found huge value in that. So the first project that I did was um, for my buddy Aiden, and he was just a fun dude, but he was basically creating the Squarespace of mobile apps where you could just like drag and drop function mm. functionalities and design Very onto cool. like a template and then upload that onto your phone and it would be like functional in four hours. Whoa. Yeah, which is like something that usually takes like eight months to do, making it an app. Wow. So we did a video on that. It was dope. He used the video to raise like like a million dollars. Like 1.4. It's like real insane product yeah. idea and we're like, thing. That worked. So from there, um, just like launched a company and started doing promotional videos for startups mm -hmm. and small businesses. Um, and then just went full time with that after after school. And there were I had like two friends who like actually they they were super down for it. So they were like, Yeah, we'll we'll do it with you. Whoa. Yeah. Um, so you did that full time. And that was like your bread and butter. That's what you survived on. Barely, but yeah. 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 So then talk to me about the truth of like, what was the decision that you had to make to come get a job here at Capital Factory? Was this the first job you had after running that? Um, This is like the first real job uh -huh. I've ever had. And I'd love to keep it. <laughs> She does work <laughs> nine to five, not it. one to three. We swear. <laughs> ah, um, yeah. So uh, I ran out there full time for about a year and a half. Um, operated it very mm -hmm. leanly, mm -hmm. um, and I I was breaking even. That was great. Mm -hmm. We weren't we weren't like th thriving, but we were surviving, and okay. it was it was hard at that point. Um, and then they're just like through a combination of things, like one of my co-founders wanted to um, become a pastor and he was like, yo, I'm oh. going to join the seminary. Weird. But like, I don't supportive. mean weird. I mean, that's great. <laughs> what I mean is the timing. Wow. <laughs> that's quite a revelation to have in your life. Yeah. It's a dramatic co-founder revelation. It is. Um, and then another one of my co-founders got into a motorcycle accident oh, no. right before we were like launching. Sure. And so she wasn't on the motorcycle, but she was crossing the street and got hit by one. Oh, that's horrible. And so she was like, yo, yeah. I, I need to I have some wrap my, my head around this one um, and heal, like, psychologically. So and she was like, I don't know if this is the right time to be running a company. That makes sense. And I was like, I feel that. And then um, for me, it was um, finding, like, focusing on, like, family and, like, relationships and maybe wanting a real apartment because we were operating out of a, a, a vehicle at that mm. moment. Um, so uh, 
made the move to be like, hey, like, let's get a little bit grounded. Let's get like some real jobs and just like sort of gain professional, like formal professional experience um, and then perhaps relaunch in the future. So that that's the strategy right now. That makes sense. I mean, and I'm sure it was not an easy decision to 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 make. But now, uh, when you look back on that and like what you're building now and stuff, um, has your perspective changed? Like, no, like definitely no regrets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just the the formal professional experience is definitely paying off. Um, I used to you just like refer to my business style as like casual business <laughs> and uh I think just learning a little bit more of the steps and what due diligence is mm. and making sure that um you get stuff done and you're you're communicating professionally with your clients um and sort of taking you not taking yourself too seriously but like being serious about what you're making uh, it's definitely, definitely paying off. And I think moving forward, it's just going to keep keep the momentum going. And um, even though we pivoted from doing promotional videos to now like narrative films, mm-hmm. we have this repertoire of what we've done in the past. That's sort of like, that's the foundation mm-hmm. that we could build off of. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, well, you've done it. Like, you've done it. And right. even though it was like a little sloppy, like you did it. And now you're still doing stuff despite that. How, why do you think you're so, why do you think you're good at pivoting or why do you think this pivot is going well? Like, what do you, yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I think being an entrepreneur and being like a creative person, you have to be like rigidly flexible and <laughs> that totally <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> You you just gotta stiff like, but bendy, stiff but strong, <laughs> but, but weak, no. <laughs> strong but soft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like yoga. Yeah, you have to be flexible. In what was the other word you said? Rigid. Rigid. Yeah. Um, and I think like part of it is noticing when you need to change, mm. and a part of it is also taking opportunities that show up when you do your own stuff nobody's going to move it forward unless you move it forward so I think that brings us back to the point of pivoting and knowing Mm -hmm. when um I think it's powerful to know that something doesn't have to die it can just Mm. change yeah like that doesn't mean it's over it doesn't mean it failed it's just mean means you are moving in this direction now the seasons are changing y'all the seasons are, shout out to the snow in Austin this morning. Did it snow? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but It was cold. Yeah, well, I teach a 6 a.m. kickboxing class on Tuesdays. Oh, mm-hmm. you've been up. I've been up. <laughs> and Don't ask me how many coffees I've had already, cool. but I've been up. Um, yeah, there was like at least half the class didn't show up. And I was like, oh, must be that slippery driving out there. Yeah. Ice on the roads. Um, so, uh, we are going to start to come to the end of our amazing conversation. Thank you so much for sharing, um, you know, just kind of the truth about putting things together, your life. It does, it's not always so clear. It's kind of messy and it's 
putting a lot of this and this and then all of a sudden a year has passed and I'm sure you feel like you've moved so far from where you were before um 100% which Keep was moving forward. yeah that's amazing um is in in that experience is there a lesson that you learned good or bad that you carry with you that stands out um is this part of the statement sip or is this separate? This is this can be Reading the statement sip. Okay. I have like yeah. Yeah. Um so I think that the I I sort of had two takeaways. Um one of them is that you just have to keep building. Um and that's a personal thing for me if I just stop and be stagnant then it's not great um and I think whether you're doing the same thing or something a little bit different that just continuing to build I like doing that Mm. um and then the second thing is um I learned a lot just about community and helping other people and it's not really just about your success but like when you are doing something that is a level up for you it should be a level up for somebody else as well so that's good yeah uh so sort of the the tagline for out there productions is we ascend together and uh i like to live by that and i guess like the first one when we were talking about building uh that's it's sort of my favorite quote from my brother's book thomas uh the quote is when i wake i will continue to build that's the statement sip so this is how we do it you say it to the mic you say your statement sip and then you look at the camera and you take a sip okay could you repeat that beautiful line from your brother whose name is connor connor Connor, connor miller author rapper creative statement sip all right when i wake i will continue to build That is so good. I love that so much. Thank you so much, Erin, yeah. for being on this um, podcast. Uh, is there anything you'd like people to know or if people want to stay fo- following your work? Yeah, sure. <laughs> what was that face? <laughs> oh, my God. My brother used to make a face like that. This you one, would call like, it the cheese face. Wait, wait. Space. I can't do I it can't. on command. <laughs> okay, that was great. Um, how can we find you and stay updated with what you create? Yeah, so I'm pretty active on the socials. You can find me at Aaron the Miller, either on Twitter, Instagram, maybe TikTok in a little bit, <laughs> mid-November. Hey, you never know. You never know. <laughs> and if you're here at Capital Factory, uh, we can find you most often bopping around on the eighth floor at events bopping on the first around. floor um you'd probably find me on the fifth floor fifth floor because that's where the, the vr thing is vr lab very very cool yeah amazing yeah. well cheers to creation building and getting up every day yes to get a little bit better all right guys that was the tea have a lovely day thanks so much for watching tea with abby be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned. <laughs> smack that like button. See that like button? Smack it. Thanks so much for watching an episode of Tea with Abby. Be sure to click subscribe and smack that like button so you can stay tuned with new episodes all year long. 
And if you want to learn more about Blended Sense, visit us at our website, www.blendedsense.com, or follow us on social at Blended Sense or at blendedsense.io. See you next week.